What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, episode two of the Captain's Quarters. I am the Captain, Captain Chuckles. And tonight, we have another very special guest. And, and I hope I do him proud with my introduction. Uh, I always want my introduction to be good. So, straight out of the 614, he is all things confidence. This is the Babushka Baron. This is Mr. Jeffrey John. Welcome to the Captain's Quarter, sir. You're one of the first few people to finally get that entire thing 100% accurate. Yes. Congratulations on that. You need a little bit more enthusiasm with the job, so. Okay, I, I, I will, I will work on that. If I, if I ever, I now, and I'm, this isn't about me. This interview is not about me. But I did, I got into the ring. I was able to do my first introduction. It was awesome. It was a bucket list thing to sign off. So, if if, if I'm ever anywhere near where you're wrestling, and they would allow me, I would, I would gladly do a much better job to introduce you the next time. All right, I'll keep that in mind. Awesome, but enough about me. We don't want to know about me. I'm not important here. We want to know about you, sir. So, Jeffrey John. The first thing, now normally we start off with the, the young you, but I got to know first off, where did the babushka thing come from? <laughs> so, ironically, I'm not the only babushka a wrestler in on the indie scene. You also have Nikolai White that's based out of the East Coast, uh, who also is the Babushka boy. Now, for me personally, and I'm pretty sure it's probably the same for him, it come, came from ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky has a song called Babushka Boy. And I always had a scarf, always had a mini scarves around that I would just wrap around my head, but I never did it this way. And then I said, well, dang, might as well just do it that way. It's pretty dope. Uh, so I kind of switched back and forth between the babushka style and then the reverse style. So it just depends on the mood and where I'm at. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I, it definitely makes you stand out because there's not, I mean, people wear hoods, but it's it's, it's not a hood. It's a total totally different vibe. Totally different yeah. vibe. It's what you, that's what you want, though. You always want to try to stand out. And as far as with me, when it comes to fashion, I'm always want to stand out. That's why I'm the expert. Yes, and and we're gonna hit on that a little bit later because I, I want I want to find out more about how how that aspect of your life started and then how it transitioned into wrestling. But Jeffrey, what was a young Jeffrey John like as a kid growing up? Well, there was many phases, you know, as a young, young kid, it was always wrestling and then Nickelodeon, wrestling, Cartoon Network, but it was always wrestling related. I grew up, I was an Attitude Era kid, so I was always watching Raw, but I always watched WCW too. I think Eddie Guerrero, I know I think that's one of the questions you have, but Eddie Guerrero was the reason why I love professional wrestling. His work in WCW is by far the best work I've ever seen be done prior to being able to see Japan wrestling. Yeah. Uh, so that WCW Cruiserweight division is what got me to love it, but I was highly entertained with the Attitude Era with The Rock, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, uh, all of those. Did you have like a preference of WCW or 
WWE? I would say WWE simply yeah. because it was like it was always being pushed the most and it was always progressing. Uh, I think the one thing that stuck with me as far as the WWE over WCW was their tag team division back then, back in the day. So the Hardy Boys, Dudley Boys, Edge and Christian, those like three teams were the ones where I knew as soon as they would get on, it was it was going to be amazing. Um, and then honestly, the video packages. I think that's one thing that separates WWE from every single company known to man is they know how to put together a video package to get some hype. And Attitude Era was by far some of the best video packages. Yeah, definitely. Now, another thing from the Attitude Era is the set design. Do you miss that now in in the mainstream wrestling of the elaborate sets that they would have for not even just the pay-per-views, but for like the the every the weekly shows? Yeah, I miss it. Uh, I understand why it's the way it is now. I understand why the company runs the way they do now, period. But I, I do miss the creativity that they had back in the Attitude Era. Um, I feel like that's one thing that they are lacking now is just true creativity. I feel like they're so focused on corporate propaganda and uh, advertising, advertising that they've kind of lost their creativity when it comes to certain things like your stages, your bookings, things like that. You know, they, they kind of lost their creativity trying to make money. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Eddie Guerrero. Um, did you like the transition that Eddie took when he came over to WWE? For me, I was a kid, so I didn't understand the transition, so to say. I was stuck on if you're a bad guy, you're a bad guy. If you're a good guy, you're a good guy. And I'll cheer for the good guys and lose the bad guys. I think the one thing for me was he was so talented that I was just going to cheer for him regardless. And I would hate that he do anything, you know, heelish or dirty yeah. when he did it. I just wish that he was a good guy all around. But now as an adult, I love every heel known to man just because I love seeing people ruin other people's fun. Did you have a favorite uh, persona that Eddie took on throughout his career? Ooh, I would say, um, ooh, that's a good one. I would probably say his work that he did when he was with China. Okay. The whole China, and then I think Jericho was around that feud around the time. Just yep. prior to him getting released, he was, he was, I know he had mentioned that he was like in a bad place, but me as a kid, I found it very entertaining though. Like when he won the, I want to say it was the European or the Intercontinental title off of China by like mm. checking on her, making sure she was okay, but it was an accidental pin. That was amazing to me. That 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 was when WWE could book interesting story. Anyway, yeah. anyway, moving on. So you mentioned Eddie. Was there anybody else that like stood out to you that maybe as you started to think about getting into wrestling that you might have drawn an influence from? Honestly, the biggest person that got me to commit to wanting to be a wrestler was Daniel Bryan just being I was always a small kid so I was never I'm never going to be over six foot and I was never over 150 pounds until like four years ago so seeing somebody like Daniel Bryan being 
billed as 5'10 or 5'11 in main event in WrestleMania, one of the best WrestleManias at that, uh, and then winning the title, it gave me, it gave me, and I'm sure it gave people hope that were are my size or smaller to become a wrestler because if he can do it, if he can captivate an audience like that and win the biggest prize in all of professional wrestling, then why can't I? Yeah, exactly. Now, being a fan is completely different from making that decision to train and get into the ring. So what was what was your thought? What was a thought in your mind that you said one day, like, I want to get into the ring and I want to become a professional wrestler? What, what, what was that thought process? Um, I would say this was, I was at the end of modeling, but I felt like I wasn't, I felt like I hit a ceiling with modeling because of my size and my shape at the time that I knew that like, all right, now I have to transition into something else. I had my fun with modeling. Now I need to focus on something that's going to actually like either A, make me a lot of money or make me very, very happy. Uh, I wasn't very getting a lot of great bookings with modeling at the time. And I wasn't very happy with a lot of the stuff that I was doing. So I got a job to where I was able to finally sit down, relax, and then was always eating. Then I put on a lot of weight. So I, I just started going to the gym, kind of toning up that weight that I gained. And there I am sitting at 180 pounds. And I was like, well, damn, <laughs> I'm finally big enough to, I finally feel like I'm big enough to be a wrestler. So I might as well, you know, pursue it. And a girl that I used to be a club promoter with, uh, her brother wrestled for the home promotion that I started training at here in uh, Lancaster, Ohio. And so I kind of got connected with him and then just went from there. Gotcha. So now the modeling thing. How long did you actually model for? Um, I would say seven years, maybe. I was I started when I was 19. Okay. And I stopped when I was, well, kind of stopped, because I have a show this weekend that I'm doing in downtown Columbus, uh, trying to get my feet wet back in that, because it's kind of fun sometimes. But as far as, like, focusing on modeling, I stopped when I was, like, 25. Gotcha. So How did you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say from 19 to 25, I was just modeling all over. Gotcha. Now, how did you get into modeling? It was actually a funny story. I was a club promoter um, at the time, and I had was just at a random food spot after the club was out. And I, as I was ordering food, this, this guy walked up to me and said, hey, you know, kind of like your build. Um, have you ever thought about modeling, blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of gave me his card. I didn't go to his like agency at the time, um, but I did. It sparked an interest, so I started looking up agencies in Ohio, and I got with the agency that I started training with. Um, so I just went from there. I got with that agency. I done work with them, and then I started going a lot on my own. And then I realized I was able to get more done on my own. So then, once my contract with the agency was up, that's when I really started going a lot on the fashion wise. Because I did a lot of stuff as far as being an extra in certain things um, under the agency. Okay. What kind of, what, I, now, I mean, look at me. I got a big red, ass red beard. I know absolutely nothing about fashion. But, like, what, what, what kind of modeling, you know, did you do? Majority of it was runway. Um, I did do a lot of, I did a 
a lot of print work, but majority was runway. Okay. And it was just because of the skills that it took to be a runway model, I kind of was very, very interested in. Um, just on both aspects of being a male model, but also like helping train female models, just understanding the techniques and what to do and what not to do while you're walking. It's so fluid and it was always, that's what always interested me the most was how they were able to walk with such poise, almost like a peacock. Mm -hmm. And it, that's where I did. So that's how I got into um, Columbus Fashion Week. And then that's went into Brooklyn Fashion Week. And then that led into Paris Fashion Week, and then that led into LA, and then that led into New York. So I've done almost Damn. all the major fashion weeks a few times. Um, that that was my main focus was being a runway model, just because I love doing it all the time. That's awesome. Now, now, what is the most important thing when you're on the runway to keep in in your mind as you're coming out and walking down? Oh, don't look down. <laughs> that's the number one rule never look down no matter what you are doing no matter how awkward your walk looks never look down and it's amazes me how many people can't do that like i don't get it especially when there are times when the runway isn't even on a stage it's just on the ground how can you not walk without looking down yeah it always amazes me. okay now there's got to be a story from one of the places that you modeled that you did this at that that someone took a big ass digger um yeah almost almost every show oh my almost. god <laughs> yeah and we're talking the fast the big fashion weeks like new york i did new york fashion week maybe two or three times and every time i did it somebody took a tumble that's crazy hey god bless them i can't do it <laughs> for many reasons for many reasons okay so now you, you made the transition from model to wrestler. Now you're, the promotion and, and where you trained was um, Premier Wrestling, correct? Yeah, Premier Wrestling Alliance. So in Lancaster, Ohio. So was that, did you choose them because they were close? Um, did you look at anywhere else? Like how, how was that? Yeah, so when I was looking at wrestling schools, I I think the biggest factor was how close they were, but also because I knew people that were a part of the promotion prior going into it. Uh, so I knew Jeremy Rodriguez, who I don't, he's no longer with that company as well, but he was a guy whose sister that I worked with as far as as a club promoter. Okay. So having that prior relationship and that um, like knowledge of that person kind of helps determine that. But also just the, the location, it was 40 minutes away compared to everyone else being at least an hour and a half to two hours. Gotcha. So it, kinda, it was a place that worked with my schedule as far as training time frame, and then just having that prior relationship and then being able to get in there as quickly as possible. Now, how, how was your training there? You know, and, and what was your, your first bump in the ring like? So my first bump was the actual tryout I did, and it's a general standard bump they make you do, which is you kind of just stand in place, do a squat, and then pretty much you just sweep the, the rug from under your legs and you take that bump. Uh, the trial was really well. They A lot of people that were watching the trial said that I seemed like that I had, they questioned if I had prior training uh, before the trial. And I told them, I said, I've never done this before. And they just couldn't believe because I was doing so well with the trial. The only thing I really struggled with at first was rope running. 
Mm. But once I understood that, like when you're when you're just running the ropes, it's a cadence. Um, and once you get that cadence down, it's like runway. Once you get that cadence down, it's just you can do it with dry clothes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, did you did you have any sports background when you were growing up as a kid that you played or anything? Yeah, high school I wrestled, uh, played football, ran track. Um, so I did have that experience. And then in between wrestling and football season, I would train a little bit with MMA. So I did have that experience as well. It wasn't major experience. Like I, I would have never gone professional as an MMA fighter. Um, but just having a little bit of experience definitely helped me with my wrestling in high school. Nice. What was the worst part of your training when you first started? As far as wrestling, um, can't even say for I would honestly say either just understanding what my character was going to be and then also just the amount of bumps I would take but taking bumps really isn't that bad but I mean everybody has that number that they are going to hit and once they hit that number then they just got to stop um but for me taking the bumps wasn't that bad and then running the ropes was very smooth for me I'm very adaptable when it comes to new environments and new surroundings so I, my body was able to adapt to the new style of how like much damage it was being put on. I think for me it was understanding what my character was going to be and then figuring that out. I mean, I still work with it and kind of tweak it here and there. I mean, hence the babushka. That's recent. That's less than a year old. Yeah, and I bet you the discipline that you had from being in the modeling world probably helped out a lot in the discipline that it took to be a wrestler as well yeah i i had a lot of discipline just growing up as far as like how to self-discipline my grandfather was a retired marine um so there was a lot of self-discipline implemented into me um and then i was able to understand what to do professionalism was never a factor that i struggled with i was always a professional person whether it be being a club promoter being a model being a professional wrestler always punctual and respectful shaking hands the idea that you have to shake everybody's hand and if it's not as respectful i never saw that as a disrespectful thing but i'm also a person who always shakes people's hand so i don't think about it yeah um so that professionalism is it was already there for me now you mentioned character development which is a huge aspect to wrestling i mean everybody loves the the big characters the one that stand out in the ring what was your character development like for your persona like how how did you how did you hone in on you know kind of where you're going to right now for me i started as the model turned wrestler um i think that's the one thing i struggled with as far as when i came up with a character was i didn't really come up with a character it's my life you know i was a actual model became a professional wrestler and then i kind of tweaked it a little bit at the beginning where i was calling myself the social media king and using my cell phone sometimes in matches things like that and then that kind of i kind of got bored with it i think that's one thing i struggle with is that i start something but then i usually get bored with it or my mind gets like the attention gets grabbed elsewhere I can't just stay focused on one set thing. Whereas this babushka thing has been the, something that I've stuck with the longest, to be honest. 
everything else has been like a few months and I'm like, oh, look at this over here. Now, do you have, have you had any like personally made babushkas for you? No, but I definitely want one. And I know the exact design that I want too. I just need like to find someone who knows how to make it so I can get it made. And then I'm going to honestly, almost like with the Dan Ryan, like yes towel. Like I just want to have a bunch of babushkas just all over the, like the stands and fans and whatnot. Now, starting out when you, when you did the model turned wrestler thing, did you get any shit from the crowd? You know, just before you even hit the ring, before they even saw you, did they did they automatically judge you and go, a uh, uh, a model and he's gonna be a wrestler? Get this guy out of here! Did you get any flack from the crowds or even other wrestlers for that fact when you first started? You, I mean, yeah, from other wrestlers, of course. I mean, some of them have never been outside of my state, whereas I've been all over the country and then all over the world. So once they found out that I was a real model, then, yeah, you get those scoffs like, he can't be a model. He doesn't look like a model. Because I broke the mold of what a model looks like. That's what I did. I took, I took a mold that a model should look like, and I broke it by being too good not to be used. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's kind of what I've been focused on now when it comes to wrestling is just being too good not to be used. Um, but as far as the beginning, the fans, I mean, I have an ego. I'm a narcissist. So, yeah, they kind of, they that, that energy fed off on them and they reacted to it. Um, like I said, I'll be the first person to admit that I, I'm the, I love myself and I have zero insecurities when it comes to anything about me. Nice. And, and watching a couple of a, a couple of times that you've been on the mic and interacting with the crowd or anybody else, you can definitely see that narcissist part of you come out. And it's it works so well in the ring with the crowds there. How did you have how has it been getting the crowds back to the local events now? Um, for the longest, I I did a few tapings here and there. Like I did the paradigm tapings, and I did tapings for the PWA. Uh, and it it kind of felt smooth because I was able to like focus in on how I should be intense wise when I'm in the ring. Um, and then having the fans back, it would the time away from them helped me react better to them. That makes sense. Yeah, like having something gone where you can focus on one thing kind of helps while you're focusing on one thing, your brain just naturally like taps into what they're doing. And I honestly, I love that the fans are back just so that they're there in person and I can upset them and see the looks on their faces. That's the one thing that I love is just being able to see somebody with just absolute disgust on their face or what I just did or what I just said is the best thing ever because it works. Yeah. I bet. Now I'm, I'm, I'm monitoring our chat here as we talk. So I see that there's some questions that people have been asking. So I'll, I'll interject with some of those as we go through. So uh, one of our regulars, Vic Sage asks, how many babushkas do you have? Oof, that's a good question. I want to say double digits, but I don't know. 
That's a lot. So now somebody that we're familiar with, if you were in the Twitch last night and you were talking and you saw Val talking, she had Riley Rose on and Riley Rose is in the chat tonight. And oh, he yes. actually has some questions that he'd like to get answered. Okay. So let's see. Uh, <laughs> the first one is who is your favorite opponent and why Riley Rose? Oh, that's funny because I don't remember ever wrestling Riley Rose. So I don't know how he could be my favorite. He is definitely on my quote unquote list because, you know, everybody has a list nowadays. So he is on it. Um, my favorite opponent actually is going to be either Jeremy Rodriguez or Krypton. Um, I've had the most experience with them. Um, they honestly, we can just go out there and just feed off of each other, especially me and Krypton. I always wrestle Krypton like it's a Eddie and Ray. Mm. And I think that's why I enjoy so much. But I, I will say this, he's only like 130 or 40 pounds, but he is the heaviest cruiserweight to like maneuver around. Nice. Okay. Of course, Riley has another question. Okay. He wants to know how bad were your tan lines in Tampa? <laughs> okay. That's funny, Riley. Definitely better than his. But so I made a mistake of not being extra careful. And first day of the collective, I had a cowboy hat on. So I was perfectly fine. Second day, I didn't have the cowboy hat and I only had the babushka and I had my mask. Oh. So, literally everything outside of this was fine. This right here was all burnt. Oh, so, it man. looked like the reverse of when you're wearing goggles, and then you would expect everything around it to be burnt, and then the goggles would be clear. The opposite. You had, you had the Lone Ranger effect. Yes. Going on. <laughs> uh, okay. We're going to go back to regular wrestling stuff for a little bit. So... You've wrestled in a number of different places. Um, most recently, uh, Unsanctioned Pro, I think. You had a little uh, a match there at. Uh, and then you had some uh, action next up, which was, I think, two weeks ago now? I think you, you were there as well. Two weeks ago. Um, now, I will say this. The Unsanctioned one, that was, quote, that ironically, that was an unsanctioned match. It wasn't official. It wasn't on the card. They didn't show me enough respect to book me in the vicinity of my own city. So I've already had words with them. Um, whenever they have a show, they better book me or they will always get that Kanye treatment every single time. So that was an unsanctioned match. It doesn't count. I'm still, I'm still zero and zero with unsanctioned pro. Um, so yeah, we gotta, they need to get that taken care of. And if, if, they're you guys, if they're listening, show me some more respect when you're in my city. And anybody watching, you can go on IWTV Live, go search for Unsanctioned Pro, watch the match. It's a good match. Jeffrey doesn't come out on the, the, the right side of the, the win column, but that's okay. It didn't count. Didn't count. And, 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 and we'll get him next time. So that's all that matters. 
what was your experience down in Georgia with action? How did you like the next up taping? I actually, I really enjoyed action. I, I think action is an amazing promotion, especially down south for what they bring to the table. Um, I would say the 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 match that I had, I, I won't speak too much on it. I'll, I'll wait for it to air on IWTV. Um, but I hope that for what I was able to do, that it showed the fans down south that they need more babushka in, in Georgia. Um, I, I will say that the show that happened later that evening um, was amazing. Action puts on great shows every single time. They, they never miss. And I would say the one guy on there who never, never misses will be AC Mack. So I was the highlight of my night of the entire day was just AC Mack's performance and what he was able to do. That man, I would say, when it comes to confidence, there was probably four people who exudes confidence just as well as Jeffrey John. AC Mack is definitely on that list. Did you get to talk to AC, pick his brain at all while you were there? Somewhat. I, I try to every time. I, I've, I've seen him a couple times. Like Even at OWA, he's been there a few times, so I've been able to speak to him then. Um, I, I definitely try to pick his brain every time I see him. Nice. Now, while you're training, you're also taking seminars when the bigger names come around. You've had seminars that with Gresham, with uh, Myron Reed, with Shane Taylor. What are what are those like, and and what are you looking to get out of those? You know, when when you sign up and go. For me, it depends on who it is. So I usually get an expectation of how they work and what they do to understand what I'm getting myself prepared for. So going into the Gresham seminar, it's Jonathan Gresham. I knew exactly what he was going to do, which is he was going to train us on different techniques within chain and within just that that UK style. And that's mm-hmm. the style that I love is I love the little things about everything. It's a small detail that will grab my attention before something huge. Right. So there are different ways that he was just teaching us how to work a specific arm part, specific leg part. And it's just little transitions that I could have already been doing that I haven't because nobody's shown it to me that make it 10 times better. I, I will always look at a specific way that somebody does their lockup and does the arm wrench, things like that, way before I see somebody hitting a super kick or a Canadian destroyer. Gotcha. Now, kind of going back a little bit, you've wrestled a bunch with Paradigm. Now you've done some UWFI stuff with them. Yes. How how do you like the UW, UWFI rule set compared to, you know, traditional wrestling matches? Um, it's different, and I like different. Uh, it's It definitely brings a new flavor to the, to the States, something that most people are not used to. Uh, I really enjoy just the hard hitting of it. Um, most people don't know that, like, yeah, I was a model, and yeah, I, you know, been all over the world. Growing up in Columbus, Ohio, it's, it's a rough environment, uh, especially where I grew up at. So I was always fighting. I was always, I wasn't a, a softie. I wasn't, I didn't grow up in luxury. So I grew up knowing how to fight and being able to just go out there and just fight somebody uh, like like I did with uh, Handsome Max. 
mm-hmm. going out there and just slapping the the S word out of each other. Oh, you can curse if you if you want to. You you can curse. It's okay. Okay. Well, we slap the dog shit out of each other back and forth, back and forth. I enjoy that type of stuff. I get, I get the I love blood sport and I love what it represents. Uh, there's too much. I mean, there's a lot of technical within it. Um, a lot of submissions. I mm-hmm. want to see people just go out there and just hitting each other. And that's what the UWFI and what Paradigm provide is just, just people just hitting each other and wanting to hit each other. And that's what I love. Yeah. Like, what does Biggie say? Big meaty men slapping meats. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, Baby 421 thanks for the follow. And they actually have a question. Uh, they want to ask about AWR's owner and how cool he is. Oh, uh, well, I hope Gary is uh, watching this too because we just recently had New Blood 4 this past Sunday. And spoiler alert, I won, of course, 3-0 and New Blood. So I hope Gary's paying attention. That's 3-0 under New Blood. I hope he's paying attention to that next time he wants to book a title match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gary is really cool. I will say this about Gary. Gary, when the when the pandemic happened, um, there were, I was having issues with PWA at the time. We were having issues in regards to mannerisms and things that I was doing outside of wrestling, pro- protesting aspects of it, uh, just things that I would post in regards. He, we had we had disagreements on a lot of stuff, and I was taking a break from them at the time and. Gary was one of the first people outside of Ohio when Ohio was shut down to give me an opportunity. Um, so I really appreciate Gary on that. But once again, I showed up and I showed out. Now I'm three and zero. Gary, title shot. Doesn't matter who it is. Gary, if you're listening, make it happen. The man's undefeated. Come on. Okay, we're going to step outside of wrestling. So we talked about modeling a little bit. What else What else do you like to do when you're not wrestling? What kind of hobbies do you have? What, what do you like to do on a free Saturday? Well, that's just the thing. I don't actually have a free Saturday. Always um, I'm a very boring person, if that's a shocker. Uh, most days I work during the week get off work, go to the gym. I'll do my meal prep uh, certain days, depending on when I need it done. Uh, days off, I'm usually traveling wrestling. So if I'm not working, I'm usually wrestling. If I'm not wrestling, then I'm probably resting or getting errands done. I haven't really gone out, especially since the pandemic, because I don't trust people in this city because they're kind of gross when it comes to wanting to either be vaccinated or follow rules or wear a mask. It's just like just... Stop being gross. That's what it is. And people in Columbus are gross. They need. They should already been wearing a mask in the first place. <laughs> Columbus, heads up. Wear your yeah. mask all the time. Yes, and stay six feet away from me because I, I like my personal space. That <laughs> is one thing I will say. That should stay regardless of what any type of rules and policies are implemented or go away. That six feet rule should have already been in place. Get out of my face. Right. Don't you hate it? Don't you hate it when you're at a store and you're online and someone's like right up your ass? You're yeah. like, dude, can, can, can you get back a little bit? Like, relax. You, you, you can't check I mean? out. 
You know what I do? Since I don't like people, I just fart. That's what I do. I love, I like it. Just fart on command. Yeah, just fart on command. If you're, if, if you're less than a foot next to me and I didn't ask you to, I'm going to fart. There you go. I like it. Okay, so Riley Rose says, did you just agree to a death match? Oh, hold up, hold up. Time out, time out, Riley. See, Riley, I see what you're trying to do. I'm not in that style. So, no, I did not agree to a death match. You're trying to, trying to be an instigator, and I don't appreciate that. Did not agree to a death match. I said I will wrestle for a title. Doesn't mean I got to do a death match. I'm a wrestler. Did not train on death match wrestling. That's one thing I will say is I will not do a death match until I ever become properly trained on how to do a death match. I respect death match wrestlers for what they do and what they put their bodies through to just go out there and do it for clout. Because that's what most people are doing now is they're doing death matches for clout when you have these guys who have destroyed their body for the art. So I won't do it. And if I do, it's going to be very different than what everybody else does. It's going to be reversed. And I'm pretty sure I heard Riley say last night that he wouldn't do a death match either. So yeah, see, see, I, I don't yeah. think it would be against him anyway. <laughs> Trying to instigate. Right? Okay. Uh, Cushy Baby 421 comes back again. Uh, he says, I might know a guy that can make that happen. I heard you liked Charlie's belt. <laughs> um, I'll fight. It's funny. It's, it's 2021. Is it 2021? Yeah, it still is. Yeah, still is, unfortunately. I know. I'll fight for the women's title. Then comes back and says, BS aside, you are a beast, and it's an honor to have you in my locker room from Cushy Baby. Okay. So I, I don't know the handle. What is I, I, the handle? I, I feel, I don't know. I, I To me, it sounds like it, it could be, be it, it might be Gary. Gary. It might be Gary. It, it might be Gary. And not if it's not, and, and if it's not Gary, it's someone that has a lot of uh, insight into AWR. You know what? I, I know for a fact that it's Gary because Kush is in the name. See, it is me. It is confirmed. It is Gary. <laughs> All right, Gary. Gary, thanks for coming into the chat tonight. Three and zero. We appreciate Three it. Three and zero. Let's make it happen. Let Let's get a title match. Doesn't matter for what you'll you'll go for any title. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Any, any title, any champ. So upcoming shows. What can you tell us about where we can find you next? Okay. Well, unfortunately, because things are starting to get worse again, I've had a few cancellations come up. I was supposed to be up in Cleveland this Saturday for uh, MAW, somewhere up in just northern Ohio. Don't know where specifically. Uh, that got canceled. It was from we had a taco festival, and the festival got canceled. And the next week was supposed to be in Pickerton, Ohio for OWA, where I was going to do what everybody has been wanting, and that was unmask the spirit to Maya. And he, for any, for, for whatever reason, just decided to make a few calls. And then the uh, commission or whatever it was at Pickerton canceled the show because he called. I know he did 
he was scared that I was going to unmask him. And he played the coward's move and got the whole show canceled. Ruined everybody's day. Was that, that was the OWA, like the pool show? Was yeah. that that one? Yeah, I saw I saw that the other day. That it's It stinks that things are, are regressing in some areas that it's now affecting you guys again because they're, they got to shut down shows. Yeah, it stinks that, you know, some people just are out there just ruining moments and ruining everyone's time because they're scared to take off a mask. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Espiritu Maya. Now, I saw a match against him, I think, at EWE that you guys had. Yeah. It was a phenomenal match. I, I, I literally thought multiple times that you were going to come out of that match with the W. What was it like wrestling him? And that crowd, now I don't know if it was a crowd or if it was wrestlers, but man, they did not, they did not take favor to you, my friend. And you know what, I will say that is, I didn't give them a reason to not even like me. They just didn't like me. But you know what, at this point, that's what I like. I, for a moment, I was trying to get the fans to like me because I was traveling a lot and I feel like, well, if I'm a travel, I'm a new guy. You got to get them to like you so that you can keep coming back. At this point, I'm going to keep coming back because I'm just too damn good, regardless if they like me or not. You, um, you came out the curtain, and, and they, they give you immediate heat. You, you took two steps in, and they just butchered you. They didn't give you a fair shot at all. It's a, it's a lesson learned. It's a lesson learned. What is the old phrase, FTF? Yeah, I live by that now. By the way, b before we get to the, the match against Maya, uh, Gary says he'll holler at Justin Kyle and see if he wants another body for the mantle. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> listen, Justin Kyle is a big dude. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll probably, by the time I can get a shot, he'll probably lose it, hopefully. Justin Kyle, please. Can you just, like, take a break from that title so I can get a shot? Um, nah, I'm not scared. I'm not scared of Justin Kyle at all. I'm not. There's no need to. Justin Kyle is made of the same skin that I am, but a lot more. Just a lot more. But, oh, well. It's It's been laid out there. Justin Kyle, if you want it. You know what, Justin Kyle? Come get it. Justin Kyle, you're the champ. And I'm the challenger, and I'm challenging you. Justin Kyle, I want the shot. Gary, make it happen. I don't care when, make it happen. You heard it here first, everybody. You heard it here. Let's see. Let's see what happens in the future. Yeah. Let's see. Now, Val Pancakes also says uh, about Espiritu Maya, she says, I do want to see if, if he is as handsome as I feel he might be. But unmasking him would just be rude. That's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. I'm here to be rude. And I'm here to get to the truth. There you go, Val. And Val also says Justin Kyle is fucking terrifying. Maybe. I saw him like when my first ever like my first time ever seeing Justin Kyle wrestle, he wrestled uh I wanna say it was Alex Ocean at AWR. 
and within the first 10 seconds speared him through a door with light tubes and then his entire like skull was just split open and then he wrestled for like an extra 15 to 20 minutes with his skull just split open and i'm just like yeah see this is why i stick to what i do because i first 10 seconds and my head split open i'm quitting i i the men and women and everybody that does that i give them massive respect because there ain't no way i'm taking a light tube to the head and get it dug gotta, into my forehead and you gotta I, be a special kind of tough work yes and i, I am not that special tough yeah i'm tough but i was built different so now back back to espiritu maya how how was that match now was that for the title i believe so okay. it's been so long uh and that was our first time ever like working each other uh, i mean maya is amazing he's he's one of the future but once again he's a he's a fraud wearing the mask that's how i see it he could be so much more just take the mask off man just take it off i've seen his face i won't say whether he's handsome or not but i've seen it so i would like for the rest of the world to see it no the match was amazing though um well it was it was great it was a long day it was cold uh mm -hmm. we were in we were, it's a legit garage, um, just big enough for the ring. But yeah, the, ma the match was really good for what it was and for what we were, were given. But uh, definitely looking forward to match number two with Spirit to Maya in the near future. Hopefully we can have it sooner than later. Was very looking forward to next week. Um, but I will say after next week, the next time you will see me, um, not scheduled, but I will make an appearance at Heavy Hitters 3. I'll make a special Ooh. appearance. Who knows? They might get another Kanye segment. I might pull out I might pull out the Yeezus and hop in that ring. You never know. Just might happen. After that will be September 18th at EWE. Um, be wrestling Kai Faden and Shane Boucher. Uh, I don't know too much about Shane. I know he's a student from uh, Black and Brave, which I, I know a few of their guys out there, like uh, Solomon Tufu and Conan Lycan. Um, so pretty cool dudes. So I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. And Kai Faden, I don't know too much about him other than he used to wear a mask. Now he doesn't, and now he showers in blood. It's kind of gross. Uh, so I hope Josh is watching this. Josh, I need you to make sure that he brings proper documentation to show that he is um, clean because I'm not wrestling anybody that showers in blood. It's disgusting. That, that doesn't sound sanitary. You trying to be blade? Yeah, no, that doesn't sound sanitary. Oh, let's see. Gary, again, says, Alex Ocean jumped off a speaker about 15 feet up onto Justin and Justin still won. I was there. I know, Gary. I saw it. Just, I lost my mind. Um, I'm just saying, Gary. I'm just saying. It doesn't have to be Justin Kyle. It doesn't have to be Justin Kyle. You have other champions. If you want me to, I'll grab somebody and we can go for the tag titles, too. You never know. Ooh. But a title shot is what somebody who's 3-0 deserves. So, now, 
if there was going to be a tag title match, who would you choose as your partner? Oof, that is a tough one. See, because I'm usually a lone wolf. I'm a one-man wolf pack. But if there was somebody that I would want to win the titles with, regardless of where it is, I would honestly say Morgan Taylor. Me and Morgan have crossed paths at AWR. It was my first victory, but Morgan Taylor has progressed a lot in ring-wise. Um, and that's somebody that I also want to see have more success and more attention on the Indies as well. So I would say myself and Morgan Taylor, you know, he has he's gorgeous and I'm confidence because we're the only G's that matter. See, and th there's a catchphrase and everything already. It's it's like it's made to be. Yeah. Uh, Vic says, "How about a mask versus Babushka match?" Oh, I asked for that. I asked for that honestly. I hope the spirit who is listening, and I hope the the owner of OWA is listening. I asked for mask versus Babushka. They wouldn't agree to it. There's a buildup. Maybe they're going to get to that point. You know Maybe what the buildup is? The buildup is that a spirit who is scared because he knows he would be walking out with the mask. That's what he's scared about. That's why he called the Pickerington Commission Board, whatever they are, to get the event canceled. Everybody should be blaming a spirit to Maya for the reason why you are not able to see his face next Friday. Damn you, spirit to Maya. Now you, now, you mentioned the match with him. It was the first time you guys were in the ring together. Uh, what's it like to, you know, get into the ring and call a match and, and be in there with someone that you haven't had a chance to be in the ring with before? You might not know, you know, how they work and everything. How, how does that process happen for you in those situations? For me... Um, well, for me with the Spiritu, it was fairly easy and it was a breath of fresh air because I was wrestling a luchador who knows how to be a luchador. Like I said, I love wrestling Krypton and I love wrestling Jeremy, but Krypton was a luchador who really didn't understand how to be a luchador. So I would have to carry that mode of like, here's what I'm going to do for you so you can showcase you being a luchador rather than somebody's then Krypton saying, hey, I'm a luchador. I'm going to do this. I need you to do this. Mm -hmm. So it was a breath of fresh air to go in with somebody who understood how to be a luchador so we can put on that style. Um, but in regards to anybody else, when I'm wrestling, is when I go in there, I'll just, you know, kind of break the fourth wall real quick. It's just, I'm a, what do you do? What do you want to showcase? I'll get us there. That's how I see it. Nice. Going forward, future stuff. We talked about where where we're gonna see you. Five years down the line from this point, where do you want Jeffrey John to be? Ring of Honor, without a shadow of a doubt. I know most people say, "Oh, I want to be in WWE," or "Oh, I want to be on AEW," or "I want to be here," "I want to be there." I want to be at Ring of Honor. I have uh, built a relationship with people behind the scenes at Ring of Honor. I have been around the product. Um, it's one of the first places outside of like your WWE and WCW that I actually like 
watched and fell in love with. And even just recently, I was at, I was actually at uh, uh, Glory of Honor in Philly this past weekend. Okay. And I had the pleasure of being one of Dalton's boys and was one of the best experiences that I've actually had, period. Um, so, so much fun. Dalton's an amazing person. And just the entire environment of Ring of Honor is something that I love and I love being around. And I would love to actually be a performer for Ring of Honor. And I would love to, you know, travel with them in the ring, create the moments that they create just everywhere in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is my favorite place to like be around and watch and all and study from. Plus they have, in my opinion, one of the greatest wrestlers like that's still alive right now in Jonathan Gresham. Yep. And they also have Shane Taylor there who yeah. you've done some stuff with before. So Yeah, they their roster is so stacked and I wish people would realize that they have you have the entire foundation they are faction stacked. Yes. The entire foundation, uh uh what is it, LFI Yep, LFI, STP. STP, um, The Righteous. Uh, what else is there? I know there's a few more that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, and we was, I was just talking about all the factions, too, and I can't. But, yeah, like, they are stacked with so many factions that it's crazy. And even, like, Brian Johnson just had an entire Philly showcase out there. And... He's someone, he was the first person I met when I actually, like, started helping out with Ring of Honor. And to see where he's progressed to is, like, so amazing. They do have a lot of big names, but also great wrestlers Yeah, on that roster. Now, I I'm going to bring this back to Riley again, because I, I think there was a tweet <laughs> where... <laughs> Where Riley mentioned something about you being one of Dalton's boys. And I forget what the tweet actually was. And I wish I, I could bring it up. But, but now how 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 was that? How did that happen? Uh, backstory, Chris and I were at Best in the World for that uh, six-man tag match that Dalton was in. And we saw the whole pomp and circumstance of Dalton coming out. And we were like, this is very interesting. Okay. How, how was the experience being a part of that uh, ring entrance? Being a part of the ring entrance was pretty dope. I think uh, he understands who he is. And he understands what he wants out of, out of everything. And he's very detailed. I love people who are detail-oriented. So he focuses on the small details too. In the entrance, it was like, it, they would always mention like, hey, you got to do this amount of feedback. Uh, you have to do this with your arms. You can't like be a little too loose, has to be stiff. So he focuses on small details. Mm -hmm. And that's what I love about Dalton is anybody who is able to focus on the little details, understand that those matter. And when a small detail is out of place, something that can look totally perfect will look off. Like look at the Mona Lisa. If a uh, eyebrow was uh, like half an inch lower or higher than what it should than what it was. The entire painting could be ruined. Yeah. So now we're at we're at that five year point. You're in Ring of Honor. We're get it. We're willing it into existence for you. It's going to happen. Who is your first match against? Now, yeah, it's five years in the future. We don't know who is all who all is going to be there. Let's just say it's the whole roster that's there now. Who is your first match against in Ring of Honor? Okay, so first of all, I 
or does it have to be a dream match? Uh, sure. Okay. Dream match, Jay Lethal. Okay. Off the gate, I would love to get the dream match, Jay Lethal. Let's let's say not a dream match, just a regular match. Uh, regular match. That's a good one because there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of talent that I could see like me working. Um. That's a good one because now I'm thinking of like so many names that I'm. Yep. And it's like who would I want to work first? I would say honestly, probably Dan Housen. Okay, I I like that. Get that one out the way. I think that'd be a great like debut against Dan Housen. He is a funny dude, super funny. He is. I mean, anybody who brings teeth to the ring is is a little is is fun, but but a little suspect to me. A little a little sus. Uh, let's see. So Vic asks, who do you think is the greatest of all time when it comes to wrestling gear? So who has the best wrestling gear? That is one of the greatest questions I have ever heard being asked to a wrestler. Um, that is so wild to think of because do you go with someone who was so great at simple stuff, or do you go with somebody from Japan where they look like a Power Ranger? Um, oh gosh, now she—it's Vic. Uh, Vic, you got me stuck now. So, to... so think about that. Chris said there's a little bit of an issue with your mic. Maybe your sound is a little bit off. I don't know if. Do I look good now? I mean, I know I look, look good. You look good. I think it, it's still, it It sounds a little wonky now. Really? Um, let me see. Let me try to do real quick. How about now? No, it's the same. Chris, I think we might just have to go with it. It happens. Techni hey, uh, technical difficulties. It's okay. It's live. You know. It's live, exactly. We don't have Kevin Dunn in the back. Oh, there it is. It came back there. Okay, so back to the, the, the goat of gear. That is a great... Honestly, because she does it all on her own, and for what she has done recently, Bianca Belair. Ooh. Her, uh, her Black History Month gear, untouchable. I'm sure there are other people that that I'm probably not even thinking about right now. And I'm sure most people would go with somebody from Japan because they are so unique. But if you really think about it, a lot of wrestlers in Japan, when it comes to their in-ring gear, if you don't know who they really are, they kind of like morph into the same look. Mm -hmm. um, but I think Bianca's is so amazing because she does it all on her own. So that's adds extra creativity. You could say Johnny Gargano with all of his takeover uh, theme gears. Um, but hers, be able to do that all on your own and have that much skill with it. Uh, and it's always different. It's always like, I think one time she had, it was like pictures of herself, but then like her hair and the hair was like dangling off the tights. Like that was so dope. Even her Royal Rumble 2019 or was it 2020? I think it was 2020 uh, gear when it was just all black leather with just gold like chain details. The simplicity with that was so dope. 
you mentioned like the Japan aspect of of gear and everything. I feel like Japan, you're either on the one end of way over with being like the Power Ranger character type yeah. thing, or it's so simplistic. It's it's black trunks or or, or a, a single color trunk and that's it. There's yeah. there's like there's no real in between. It feels like you're one honestly, one end or the other end. Honestly, you like I the way I look at J Japanese wrestlers now is you know who is going to murder you based off of how little detail their gear has. Like if they don't put any focus on their gear, it's just one solid color. You're probably not getting out that ring. <laughs> I, I like if I was a wrestler and I saw, I'd be like okay I'm out I I tap out. Like think about it. It's one, one color black. I'm done. Suzuki simple will murder you. Uh, Shibata simple will murder you. Uh, even the older generation of like uh, who goes like I mean Kobashi had his uh, green and white, but even still that was simple. Like that wasn't over the top. It was super simple. It was the one set and it was so noticeable. Like murder like kenta when he was just the regular brown and yellow murder like mm -hmm. anything that's simple in japan equals death <laughs> simple equals death yep that Someone is a t-shirt yep exactly since we're talking about gear uh and doing some research i saw that you had someone just kind of come up with a new design for you and I think is also was also on your uh, pants in the last couple of matches that I saw the 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 J and the J go in opposite ways. Uh, what was what what went into creating that new logo? So I've had that logo since 2019. It was honestly the first thing that I was thinking about was I need something super unique with wrestling. Like I have confidence um, that I put it there, but I needed a symbol. And I was like, well, what is that symbol? What is Godfidence? And what would that represent? And I took, I honestly just, Prince logo was the inspiration. Hmm. And I said, well, okay, so what can we take with this logo to make it very unique? So I got rid of the O at the top, put a crown on there. And then I switched up, just, I pretty much took that arrow and just put, took its uh, opposite ways to make two J's. Um, it started out with two arrows. And then my friend who designed it, also wanted me to have some uniqueness to it. So rather than having arrows, because people just want to think that it looks like a weird Prince logo at that point, I took out the arrows and kind of curved it in and kind of give it an old English style. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where it came from, which is me taking the Prince logo and then turning it into two J's with a crown on top. Gotcha. And see, now you got to get that on your first made babushka somewhere. See, you gotta got to let them, gotta let them wait for it. See, we're okay. I don't, I'm not rushing anything. I'm not rushing anything. So you've wrestled, we, we talked about action down in Georgia. You do a lot of stuff up in the mid, you know, mid Atlantic, Northeast, Ohio area. What's the farthest that you've traveled for a wrestling show? Uh, grind time wrestling. Uh, actually this, this past June, it was June 26, which is my birthday. Wrestled down in Sarasota, Florida. Okay. Uh, we, it was myself and Morgan Taylor. We drove to Jeffersonville, Indiana, and met up with the Hornet, uh, Freddie, and then Saban Gage. And then we drove down to Sarasota, and then I proceeded to murder Saban in our match. 
what how, how long of a ride is that 20 hours i want to say for me and morgan it was like 16 and a half almost 17. okay and that's the width including the drive to jeffersonville that's not too bad that's not too bad so are there other independent places that you want to branch out to i mean we know we we know the goal five years down the road or sooner is ring of honor where are some other places that you haven't gotten a chance to wrestle yet that you'd like to go to? Oh, I can tell you probably right now. First one is I want to actually be on a card for action. Um, I definitely enjoy next up, but to be on one of the main cards is a goal of mine. Uh, and then uh, Limitless. I love Limitless and all of their work that they do. Uh, enjoy. I really love them. I know they have a show coming up October 8th that um, definitely might see my face just out and about over there in that direction. And then you have uh, Black Label Pro. I would love to, you know, be able to connect with them, get in some work done there. And then honestly, I want to just get to the West Coast um, and find somewhere out there. Maybe, you know, actually Violence and Suffering. Violence and Suffering is a place that I want to go to. I, Isaac is such a dope dude. Um, that he, he's the one who runs the violence and suffering. Um, I met him a few times when I wore GCW and even down at the collective. Uh, mm -hmm. So I definitely want to make my way out there um, pretty soon. Plus, yeah. I got to help out my guy, my guy Nikolai. I got to help out the other Babushka. He's been having some trouble with Robert Martyr and Daniel Garcia. Ooh. So I got to get, he needs some backup. So, Isaac, if you're watching, Nikolai, if you're watching, you know where to find that backup. See now, right there, there's another tag team, the the Babushka Bros. You heard that, Isaac? If you're watching, I'll see I mean, you. it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. And going up against Martyr and Garcia, oof, those are two very heavy hitters. I know firsthand about Martyr. Firsthand and foot. <laughs> now, you mentioned action and trying to get on the main card, not just on the next up. Uh, we do a lot of stuff with action. We love action. We love CEO Matt. If you were to get on the main card at action, who would you want your opponent to be from down there? First, uh, would probably be, so I, I want to say AC Mac because I love AC Mac and I would love to work AC Mac, but I know that I have to work for that. So I can't just out the bad request to AC Mac. Um, so first I would probably say Ashton Starter. Ooh. We'll love to work Ashton. I think that would be a great uh, first opponent, either Ashton or Martyr. I know Martyr does a lot of work down there too. Yep. Yeah, lately he's been down there a lot. I think yeah. both of those – all three of those matches would be good, but that another one against Martyr, and uh, and it would be your first against Ashton. Yeah, those would be good matches. Okay, so we talked a lot about wrestling. We've 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 run the gamut. We know what you want to do five years from now. We know some of the short term goals. We're gonna go. We're gonna have a little fun now. Since you've traveled a little bit, I'm sure that you have some sort of fun, interesting, possibly scary travel stories that have happened while you've been on the road. Now, I will say 
and, and this isn't a, a, a Riley Rose part two podcast uh, uh, interview here, but Riley did say that you would be in his wrestler car and also said that you are a fantastic driver. Yeah, I'm a fantastic, uh, I will say this, I'm a fantastic but also scary fantastic driver. I am a get me there as quickly as possible type person without like breaking any major laws. Um, so for me, if you're riding with me, expect to stop as little as possible. Um, I think that was one thing that made the drive to Sarasota rough was we were stopping like almost every two and a half hours and I can't do that. Just get us there. Uh, so if you're driving with me, we're stopping when we need gas or if my bladder's about to explode. Uh, I'm with you. Same, um, same page on that one. Yeah. And it was one time where I thought it was about to explode because I drank four, uh, on the way to Jersey uh, a couple months ago. And it was legit scary because we didn't have another stop for like another 20 minutes. And I had to go like right there. And I think in that car was Zach Thomas and Shane Mercer was in the car. And it was like, soon as we stopped, got out the car and ran to the bathroom. Oh man. Almost pushed people over. I almost forgot my mask trying to go in there. It was a scary moment. Okay, so give me a funny road story that's happened to you when you've been out there traveling. Oh, let's see. Usually they're boring. Um, never really had any funny ones. I would say just driving with Morgan Taylor, because that's why I mainly ride with now is Morgan Taylor. Um, that's why I want to see him like get, gain a lot more progression within wrestling, because a lot of people say that I've put, put in a lot of work Last year but he's been right there with me the whole time um so i want to see him get more opportunities as well as as well as me but i think he he's earned a few opportunities at certain places cough cough uh paradigm um as many times as he's been with me and they forget his face i always tell him he has a forgettable face that's what it is people can just recognize me when they see me whereas he just kind of blends in but he's been standing out a lot more and i'm Really happy for him as well with that. Um, but funny stories, I mean, we just had one. Uh, was that AWR had a great new blood showcase. On the way back, we were in his car because I took mine to Philly and I was not taking mine from Philly to Indianapolis. So we stopped in Columbus, grabbed his car, drove there, had a great show. We were all happy. And then the ride back was just the absolute worst. Oh. I'm a jack in the box fanatic so if we're ever in indianapolis we already know we're stopping at jack in the box because we don't have them in columbus we get to jack in the box we're in line and we were like four cars behind us deep when we pull up to the window to order and we're sitting there for like three minutes then eventually i was just like i'm a rude person too if you're making me wait i get very rude and anxious so i lean across him because he was driving and i was like um hello is anybody there and then, like, 30 seconds later, they were like, uh, yeah, we're not taking any more orders. Mind you, we're the one order supposed to be ordering. There's four cars in front of us, and then, like, three or four behind us. So we had nowhere to go. We couldn't just go around. Oh. And apparently, the workers got into it with one of the people, like, ahead of us. So then they said, you know, forget it. We're just not taking anybody else's order. We're done. So that upset me because when I get my hopes up about Jack and the Boss, I get them super high. And to be let down like that hurt my feelings so bad. 
Oh, and then yeah. we were just like, you know what? Hardee's is across the street. We'll stop at Hardee's. They have a good chicken sandwich. We get that. We get to Hardee's. Nobody's in there. Yeah. Mind you, they were open until 10 and it was 8.30. What? And nobody was in, yeah, nobody was in there. I was upset. So I said, you know what? He, he, he took reins and he's like, you know what? I'm going to just drive and then we're going to stop on the way. I was like, all right, fine. So we finally stopped. We grabbed our food. Um, I can't remember where it was. But as soon as we pull out, we park to do two things. One, separate the food so we know whose is whose. But also, that was the same time that Walter and Ilya was wrestling. So mm. we to stop because he wanted to watch that too. And we watched the match all the way through. Get done. He's ready to back out. He starts to back out, and then his car doesn't go. Like, it'll reverse, but it was, like, a natural, like, reverse where it was on a hill. Yeah. It wouldn't get no gas. And then he freaks out, parks it, tries to start it up again, wouldn't back out again. And then eventually, like, he was giving it gas, and then it just stopped. Gets out, throws his keys, starts freaking out, kicks his car door. And I'm just like, bro, come on now. We need those keys. Like, regardless of how you feel, we <laughs> yeah. need those keys. Uh, and then... Honestly, it was just the car was overheated, and then we just had to sit there for an extra, like, 30 minutes, and then, like, he started his car up, and we started driving. He was like, I am not stopping until we get home. But, yeah, the whole freak out was hilarious because he gets out the car, just throws his keys like a drama queen, and then kicks his car door. Meanwhile, I'm getting out the car very casually, like, oh, it shouldn't be that bad. It could have been terrible, but I was just like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not my car. Oh, now, Jack in the Box closes and de- or or whatever the hell they were doing. De- not taking your order. No one at Hardee's. So what's what's the go to? Now we don't have Jack in the Box where I am in Pennsylvania. I what's so the? I've had it, I think one time when I was down south in like South yeah. Carolina or something. What's your go to meal at Jack in the Box? All right, so it's not technically a meal. Okay. I get some certain things. So I get the loaded mini tacos and then a side of egg rolls. And if I'm feeling frisky, I'll also get, like, uh, chicken tenders because the ranch sauce is amazing. But my go-to is the loaded mini tacos and then the egg rolls. I, the fact that they have loaded tacos and egg rolls. Yeah, see, you're missing out. Makes Makes me a happy man just to think about it. Miss, totally missing out. Oh, uh, Christopher says, don't knock the egg rolls. I will never knock the egg rolls. I love egg rolls, man. They are amazing. Me and me and Morgan Taylor have legit, like, driven around the entire city of Indianapolis, going to different jack-in-the-boxes. I think this was, it was the collective, the collective last year in Indianapolis. So that actually was a funny weekend, too, because I don't mean to get off topic, but night like day one we're there we helped out and our idea was we're going to like kind of thug it out night one and then get a room for night two going into day three Mm -hmm. and i had just got these new boots in like in the mail as we left columbus going down to indianapolis so i couldn't like they got there after i was like dang i really want those boots because we're gonna be taking there everybody's gonna be taking pictures i want to get i had gear done i want to get new pictures taken blah 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 and i needed the boots for them so he was like, so what do you want to do? I was like, all right, you know what? 
I'll drive us back to grab my boots and then we'll drive back. And that way you don't have to worry about driving. You can just sleep because we were tired. Well, me being the uh, a-hole that I am, <laughs> we are on the road for not even 45 minutes. And then I tapped him and go, I need you to take over. And then he just hit the biggest like, oh, <laughs> yeah. And then he took over, drove, I grabbed my boots, and then we literally, like, I think took, like, a two-hour nap since we were in Columbus, and it was a three-hour drive back, and then drove back, helped out night two. And then night two, after everything was over, we were, we left, and we were like, okay, cool, we're going to grab Jack in the Box since it's 20, over 24 hours. And there was one right by the venue, not even five minutes away. We go to that one, that one was closed. Then we go to the next one that was closest, which was, like, 20 minutes away. Um, we went to that one, that one was closed. And that one was by our hotel that we were staying at. So the one that was actually open was all the way across town on the other side of Indianapolis. So we drove all the way around to that and then stayed in line because it was a long line. It was taking forever. We stayed in line for probably an hour. Got our jack in the box, got back to our hotel. It was 4 30 in the morning. Oh, my Lord. We were up at like probably 11 because I was in the. Uh, 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 Effie's gay brunch was going on that Sunday. I think that's when I started the Sunday show. But yeah. So we literally drove, drove around the entire city of Indianapolis just to get Jack in the Box. That's how crazy I am about Jack in the Box. And did you get the egg rolls yeah, and a taco? Sure. Yeah. See, I think those I, those sometimes are the best things, are the, are the ones that you could just mix mix and match. You know, like last night, my family and I, we, we went after we were doing something else. We needed a little snack and we went to Checkers and I like they have a two for five double deal. And I got the double spicy chicken sandwich and two chili dogs. It is not going to tell you're from Pennsylvania because you call it Checkers. I mean, that, that's what it's called. It's called Checkers. We, we. We call it rallies. See, okay. See, and and Chris even says it's rallies. Well, I'm I'll sorry. They have the best fries out of any fast food place. The best fries. They, uh, nah, hmm. as a fat man, I have to go with I, I I'm a Arby's curly fry kind of guy. Like rallies, checkers are the only place besides Popeyes because they have the same type of fries. That don't need anything to go with the fry. Even True. Arby's, you still need either the cheese or the uh, army sauce. Yeah, I, I can see that. Now, having grown up in New York, though, I will never, ever, ever pass up the Nathan's crinkle cut fries when I'm at a Nathan's. And I, there are not many places. What part of New York is that in? Because I've been to New York quite a few times. Uh. I grew up on Long Island. The original Nathan's was, of course, in uh, Coney Island. And the second Nathan's that they opened up was in the town that I grew up in, in Oceanside. And unfortunately, they had to downgrade. I'm sad. They, they went from their big restaurant to a little tiny restaurant now. But they're still there. So it makes me happy when I go back and visit my dad. I can get some Nathan's, get some hot crinkle cut fries. I love them. 
See, I'm so weird when it comes to New York. Like, a lot of people, they go to New York, they go to, like, every tourist spot out there. Every time I go to New York, from the first time I've been to, like, most recent, I go and I'm usually staying in Harlem because my brother's grandfather lives out there, or I'm in Brooklyn. So I'm either in Brooklyn or Harlem, just chilling, relaxing, walking around sometimes, getting my legs fresh. But I'm just, it, you would almost think that I live there. Just how I just uh, naturally adapt to be operating in New York. Whereas yep. some people are like, you can't handle it. I'm just like, how can you not handle this? It's so easy. Just keep moving. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's the thing. Like, if, if, if you're a, a, a tourist to New York, get get the hell out of the way because if you're not moving fast enough you're gonna get run over by people you'll get run over by a pigeon <laughs> <laughs> that is true when it comes to their destination they got places yeah. to go no exactly exactly okay so we hit a bunch of different things here i like this now we're going to go to a new segment that I started when I started the captain's quarters. We don't have any flashy graphics or anything that Chris has to put up yet or any flashy music, but Jeffrey John, are you ready to play the wrestlers feud? I am almost ready. I will just say this as a side thing. I get the, the, uh, in the background, but this is the captain's quarters. We need bikini bottom, more bikini bottom. I think that will be definitely need more elements of bikini bottom. I know the captain's quarters is a relatively new thing. Christopher, can you can you work on getting some of that? Can can we get a captain's quarters background? Can we get <laughs> cop up uh, copyright? copyright uh, okay that that makes sense i can just put a pineapple up behind me too you know yeah but there's just a pineapple there well the top the top already looks like a pineapple like the top of a pineapple right see exactly exactly christopher let's work on christopher says coconuts too yep that's coconuts good. okay i'm good so jeffrey i'm sure you've heard of family feud you know how the game is played. They give you a question. There's a number of answers that are on the board. So tonight, the top, well, I can't even count. One, two, three, four, five, six answers, if I counted right. Five answers. I took off the sixth one. Top five answers are on the board. The question, and you get the traditional three strikes. Okay. The question is, Name something you'd see more of at a wrestling match than a tennis match. Okay. And actually just I'm just guessing. You're just guessing. You got okay. as many guesses until you get three X's. Um, so if we're going off of now, I'd say light tubes. That's an X? That is an X, sir. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm trying to think of what, like, our X tennis matches rather not, than... Yeah, not necessarily. It's an, We're just talking about, I'm going to get just a traditional wrestling match. Nothing crazy or anything like that. 
Um, what you're going to get more of? More drunk people. Good answer. However, I know. Wow. I, I, I did not come up with these answers, but that is a very good answer. I want to but it question. is not. This is another conspiracy to make me look bad. I think Espiritu Maya has brought in this question. I'm blaming him because this is a hard thing to think about. Who thinks about? I know. I know. Okay, you got one X left. Again, I'll read the question again. Name something you'd see more of at a wrestling match than a tennis match. Hmm. I can't say cheating because it's been a lot of that lately. Um, can I get a hint since the spirit two is conspiring against me? Okay, uh, let's see. I'm I'm gonna give you a hint to the number one answer. Okay. And the hint is a right cross to the face. Punches? We're going to accept it. We're going to take that as fighting. Fighting okay. is the number one answer. OK. Um, you still have one chance left. We already took the number one off the board, fighting. 61 people said fighting. What else do you have for me? And Christopher in the chat, shut up. I don't care if you don't like my wrestler's feud. I'm doing it. It's fun for me, so you shut your mouth. Wait, he doesn't like the wrestling feud? Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. This would be fun if a spirit who wasn't conspiring against me and gave me this question. Uh, let's see. We need some Jeopardy music. Can right? I say Jeopardy? We're in, is this? Can I say that? We can say on? Jeopardy because it. I mean, okay. your life could be in Jeopardy. You only have one X left. Yeah, we I mean, only had one period. So let's see. So fighting was the number one answer. So I'm feeling a theme here. Uh, Um, you're going to see more half-naked people. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to throw up the last no. X. Was and it close to something? It was. It, it, it was close. So, Christopher, in the chat, actually had one of the answers: spandex. That's half naked. It could be a full singlet or something. I don't know. I, I don't make up the rules. Actually, I do make up the rules, but okay. So number one was fighting with 61 people. Number two, muscles. Muscles. Apparently, tennis players don't have a lot of muscles. Have they seen have they seen Federer? Federer is muscular. I, I did not. 
I did not vet these 100 people that answered this question. So who were these 100 people? Was it all the spirits who might have? <laughs> Possibly. Number three on the board was men. I, okay, sure. That, first of all, whoever said that was dumb because. I agree. Yeah. So all of those who said men it was dumb. I agree. Stupid. Not number smart. four. Number four was spandex. Chris had that from the chat. And the last one on the board, the last one on the board was yelling with six. I don't know. Have they I've, not heard a tennis player's grunt? That's loud as hell. I, I know. I know. But Jeffrey, thank you for playing the wrestlers feud. We started off last week. Uh, Landon Hale was our first one. I believe he got, and I have it written down somewhere, he had somewhere around 70-something points. So right now, Landon is in the number one spot with 70-something points. Jeffrey, you are number two with 61. So we're going to keep this going. We're going to see what happens. There's going to be some sort of prize. I don't know what it is. Chris says the question was garbage. I don't care. It was fun. We're going to move on. And... We're going to go on to a question that Val asks on the stack. Oh, Vic, oh Vic, yeah. I'm, Vic, I'm sorry that the answer sucked. I, I did not interview the 100 people to get the answers. That's Spiritu did. Vic, blame that Spiritu might. I want everybody to go on Twitter right now and hashtag and tweet uh, cancel a Spiritu Maya. And then just put the reasoning because he has been conspiring against Jeffrey John and it's unfair. And to throw in, we also need the mask versus Babushka match. So there you go. make sure you mention that too. Okay. So Val Pancakes, it's in her name. She loves pancakes. She always asks, how do you take your pancakes? I actually, I like that this question is being asked because I think I mentioned it earlier uh, this week because I believe she asked it. Notice the background, the blue, white, and the red. Yeah, it's France. So I take my pancakes and I throw them away because I eat French toast. Secondary option would be waffles, but waffles and pancakes are legit the same thing, just made a different way. Same batter, but French toast, neither one compared to French toast at all whatsoever. But I will say French toast is also like uh, your equivalent to like macaroni and cheese. It's like, depending on who makes it, it can be the greatest thing or the worst thing to be created. True. And, and I agree with you. I, I do love French toast. Now, if you have French toast, do you go for the thicker slices, like the hollow types of bread, or are you like traditional bread, you know, the like, whatever it is, the, the quarter inch slice, you oh, know? I, I like my French toast like I like my women thick, okay? So you gotta go thick. My goal is to get famous enough to be able to have a, a relationship with The Rock 
and get okay. a plate of his style of French toast because his style of French toast, like one slice is like this big. Damn. It's so amazing. I think he always posts it on like his Instagram sometimes, but it's so thick and it looks so good that like, I, I really just want to build a relationship with him so I can like have workout sessions with him at the Iron Paradise and then eat French toast with him. That's nice. my ultimate life goal. The Rock. Rock, I know you're watching. You love us. We love you. <laughs> can can you help the man knock a, uh, knock something off his bucket list there and invite him over for some I French toast and some workouts? I need everyone who is watching and two things for me. Go on Twitter. First things first. Tweet at his spirit to Maya. Blow his phone up because I'm sure he's probably asleep. Wake him up. Blow his phone up. Second thing, tweet at The Rock. French toast and gym session. We need that. That's the hashtag. French toast and gym session. Now, have you ever made your own French toast? No, because I am terrible. Terrible. I'm only good at eating French toast. Okay. I was going to ask, how, do, how would you make your French toast? I don't think Riley is in the chat room anymore. I, th I think you scared him off. Oh no, he actually is. He's still here. So, uh, so I, even though Riley's in the chat, I'm gonna ask him, Riley, how do you make your French toast? Let's oh, see if let's Riley, see if he gets back to us. Riley's in the army. I'm sure he doesn't know how to make French toast. He's he's an army boy. I'm sure you. He's he's got the culinary I'm background. Sure, regardless of what he makes, he puts his foot in it. <laughs> he he uh, he wrote how many C's? I I'm not sure what that means. How many C's? Yeah, I'm not sure. This is how I, this is how I know he doesn't know how to cook. <laughs> Vic says, "Ooh, salty toast." Uh, Vic, you've never had French toast. If you think it's salty toast. Yeah, ever. Like, come on, you get that you get that bread, you soak it in the egg with a little bit, little bit of milk, a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla. You let that sit for a little while. Mm -hmm. Pop it in a hot pan with that sizzling butter. Mm. I'll say this French toast. French toast has actually gotten me to actually add a little bit of cinnamon to my eggs too. Whenever I make eggs, add a little bit of cinnamon in your eggs. Amazing. Wait, whoa, 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 time out. Cinnamon to your eggs. Yep. So I eat, I'm, I always eat my eggs scrambled. And what I do is, the way I mix them is, I do two, um, I do two eggs, and I do like the, uh, like free range eggs. Um, so I get two free range eggs, and I throw in uh, like uh, egg whites. So I do more egg whites than actual egg yolk. Okay. So I put that in there, and I put a little bit of pepper, a little bit of uh, um, pink, um, like pink uh, sea salt. Yep. And then just a dash of cinnamon. Hmm. That's, yeah, it's so amazing. Interesting. I will have to try that. I will have to try that. That 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 sounds interesting to me. I've never. I, I'm a very. My wife always yells at me because I never use enough seasoning for her. And it's and it's usually and usually the seasoning is like when it comes to salt and pepper, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, bro, listen, 
you can put extra salt and pepper on it if you want to. But the day that I put too much salt on something and then you complain about that, that's the last day I, I cook for you. Yeah. That's it. See, you can always put more salt and pepper on it. See, it's the other stuff. It's the other stuff that really matters to it. Oh, so I, I, I have the answer from the how many C's question. Riley came back okay. in the chat. He said, how many C's for how thick? Oh, <laughs> oh, it's definitely, um, oof. I think it's more THs than more C's. Ooh. It's definitely three T's and two H's. No, it's two T's and three H's, but then four, uh, four C's, so. It's like five against four. Okay. There you go. There's one eye, because you got to get past the eye. The eye's in the way. It should just be all THs and then Cs. Skip yeah. the eye. Just skip the eye. Get it out of there. You don't need it. Everybody everybody knows what it'll mean. Yeah. And also, and also, Riley says, the batter for French toast has vanilla and cinnamon with French bread. Yes with French he, bread. But can he make it though? He might know this because he Googled it. <laughs> so that, a, a challenge, there's a cook-off challenge just to see that, if Riley can make French toast. That honestly should be an actual TV show. Wrestlers on a cook-off. And then if it's a tie, sudden death is death match. Oh, look at that. I like where your head's at. I like that. Chris, let, let's get Let's get some uh, copyright on that with Jeffrey here. We'll get him in. That's yeah. what we're doing. That's an <laughs> somehow we somehow we'll get a test kitchen and we'll just invite wrestlers to this test kitchen that is nowhere and we'll do this somehow. I don't even yeah. know how. One day, one day, dreams, dreams. Okay, so we talked about pancakes. We talked about French toast. Val is probably very unhappy with your answer, but that's okay. She's she's really Val Waffles, even though she won't admit it. Yeah. But now, it up. yeah. But now we're we're gonna talk cookies, and as a tradition, on any Bald Monkeys network show, anything that we talk about, we need to get your choice of Oreo cookie the two choices now people have strayed people have strayed a little bit here and there over the year that we've been asking this question but primarily we want to know are you team single stuff the original regular oreo cookie or are you on team double stuff hmm Naturally, I would say I don't eat Oreos because I don't. Only time I do is when it's in cookies and cream ice cream. Okay. So that's what I would say. But since we're going to stay on topic here, since I've strayed so much, uh, I will say single stuff. Single. About as single as my entire life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris says shut it down. Close up shop. Wrong answer. Oh. Wrong answer. There's a reason why I say single though. Okay. Let's I hear it. Not, I'm not heavy 
on frosting. I don't like frosting. Like if I ever get a cupcake or a cake, I will swipe off the top. I really don't like frosting on like that because it just makes me sick to my stomach if I have too much of it. So I will definitely choose single for the benefit of everybody else for me not wanting to throw up. That's why. It's nothing against Oreos. It's everything against frosting itself. Okay. Okay. Chris? I'm sure he still wants to shut it down. <laughs> uh, Vic said ban him. Uh, we had some of the bald monkeys double stuff emotes in the in the chat. Uh, Chris also says, swipe off the top. Just take the bottom and make it into a cupcake sandwich. No, that's gross. <laughs> like, I, I for the longest time though, I didn't like whipped cream. For me, like back in the when I was a kid I hated whipped cream it wasn't until I became an adult and I had fun with it that I like actually enjoyed whipped cream mm. um, so like for me frosting I used to love frosting like I would be able to eat a cupcake in a single bite regardless how big it is I'll just like why waste your time trying to eat a cupcake and get your whole face messy just throw the whole thing in there and just eat it it's just at a certain point too many people are starting to get too creative with their frosting and their icing and it's just they strayed away from the original like style of icing and things like that. So it started to become too much for me. A lot of icing became too sweet. So whenever I would just do that, it kind of like, it's almost like when you, you eat something so many times you love it, but then somebody like replaces it with something and ruins it for you. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I love jelly cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving time. Well, my mom tricked me as a kid and instead of giving me cranberry sauce, the jelly kind, she gave me beets. And me as a kid, I was kind of stupid and gullible. So I bit into the beet thinking it was jelly cranberry sauce and immediately wanted to throw up. And it kind of like, I always double check my jelly cranberry sauce now just to make sure. Okay. Now, now, now you've mentioned something that annoys me too. And it's <laughs> Yeah. That is the worst vegetable ever. Next to the tomato. Tomatoes are pointless. I, I agree. I, I am not a tomato person. I, I, yeah. I, people who can slice a tomato and like just put salt on top and eat it like that, get oh. the hell out of here. If you can they eat it, if you can eat a tomato like you eat an apple, get the hell out of here. There's a door. There's a door. Go to it. To like Arkham, they need to be in Arkham Asylum. Oh man, beets are the worst. And for your mom to trick you like that, that is horrible. Yeah. That is hard, but okay. But is there anything better than than the the canned? Is it the canned jelly? Oh yeah, for sure. If it doesn't have the canned ridges on there, I'm not touching it. See, I knew there was another reason why I liked you, Jeffrey. <laughs> it it's the candy to slice it. It's just perfect. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay, you've redeemed yourself from the Oreo question. I know that others will not forgive you for the the wrong answer of the yeah, single stuff, it's, it's, but that's okay. We don't we we don't interact in a forgiving community, so I'm True. pretty sure my bookings will get canceled here in the next few months. We heard you like single stuff, regular Oreos. We had to take you off the show. I'm sorry. Yep. Don't do that. Don't do that. Book this man. Book him. Okay, we're coming down to the wire here. We're almost done. Uh, we talked about where you're going to be showing up next. 
let everybody know where they can find you social media wise uh, out in the internet land. Okay. Everything with IG and Twitter is all I am Jeffrey John. I do have a wrestling page on Facebook as well as I am Jeffrey John. Um, you're not getting my Snapchat and you're not getting my actual uh, Facebook page. Those are for me and my homies. So unless we're actually really cool or if I'm like being nice, you're not getting the Snapchat. Um, so that's about it. I am Jeffrey John is on everything and it's R E Y. I don't know who needs to see, hear this, but it's spelled J E F F R E Y. E R Y doesn't even look right. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah. Can't tell you how many times I've gotten a actual like flyer made and I want to promote the entire show and promote the match, but it's spelled E R Y. And then sometimes I get too quiet or too like too hesitant to try to tell them and correct it because I don't want to come off like a diva, but it gets annoying. I would assume. Now, did we do it right? Did, did yes. we? I think we spelled it right. Yes, you did. Okay. Got, definitely got it right. Good graphics department. You guys can stay for another week at least. Okay, you guys are good. Thank you. Okay, Jeffrey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on the captain's quarters tonight and sharing the stories and letting everybody get to know you a little bit better. I do have one more question and it's, it's themed to the show. Okay. So if you had to, if you had a choice to be on a pirate ship, which captain of that ship would you choose? Would it be, would it be, I, I do have options. I do. Okay. Would it be Captain Jack Sparrow from okay. Pirates of the Caribbean? Would it be One-Eyed Willie from the Goonies? Oh, oh my gosh. Or oh. Captain Hook? One-Eyed Willie. One-Eyed Willie. Again. Goonies is my favorite 80s movie of all time. I love it. Again, you have redeemed yourself from the Oreo question for my, for me, for me personally. I love the answer of One-Eyed Willie. And thank you for knowing who One-Eyed Willie was. Oh, Goonies is, it's def if it's not the best 80s movie, it's definitely top three with uh, Lost Voice and um, uh, Breakfast Club. Agreed. Agreed. Three great movies. Okay. Jeffrey, thank you so much again. It's been a pleasure sir everybody check him out on instagram on twitter his wrestler page don't go to try to find his personal page don't don't be that guy or that girl don't do that just follow the regular stuff out there make sure you you follow make sure you watch his matches on iwtv there's a plenty up there that you can see there's plenty that's going to come forth in the next couple of months i'm sure we're going to will that five-year ring of honor into existence for you as well uh everybody thank you for joining us tonight christopher thank you for keeping the everything uh oh one more before we go um i do have new merch coming in uh mind you i don't have any cartels or anything like that for online purposes but once i get t-shirts uh, back to me um if you want one i'll definitely make a post about it here on twitter and instagram and then I also have new stickers in and eight by tens in. So uh, definitely get in touch with me and we'll get some stuff set up. Um, definitely 
definitely looking to get that stuff out there, especially with shows being canceled for the next two weeks. Yep. So everybody, when when you see that post, we'll make sure to tweet it out as well. Get in touch, DM them, get that stuff, get some merch, get some new merch. Everybody loves new merch. Again, yes. Jeffrey, thanks you for thanks for hanging out tonight. Everybody in the chat, thanks for hanging out. Thank you for all the questions. Uh, we're gonna sign off. Jeffrey, hang out for one second. We'll just be in the green room with the three of us. Okay. Uh, I know we got interviews next week. I don't know who they're gonna be yet. So just do what you normally do. Check our Twitter. Watch it when that stuff comes out. Cause I know, I know we got some good stuff in the works. So everybody, thanks. This has been the Captain's Quarters. Chris, send us out, my friend. Mm -hmm.